Welcome to What's Pleasant. I'm Basarta Vakpapa. This week, we're bringing you stories about campus dining, the career fair, and a student film that will bring to a close a multi-year trilogy. But first, here's Chatrice McQueen. Hello, What's Pleasant. Today, we are here with SGA's president, Nick Diaz. Can you please say hi for us? Hi, everyone. Okay, so, Nick, um, or Mr. Diaz, if I might say so, um, can you tell me what your position at SGA entails as the president? As president of SGA, I oversee the entire organization. Um, so we have different, like, we have an entire e-board, which consists of, like, vice president, vice president of communications, vice president of finance, vice president of programming. So I oversee each, each, um, each of our positions, and I'm just, like, mainly the main point person, the primary contact um, on Center Sync. You'll see, like, my email, my number, just in case, like, anybody has any specific questions. So I oversee the entire organization, and I delegate different responsibilities. But, so, yeah, if yeah. that answers your question entirely. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to ask, you're a sophomore, right? Yes. So what inspired you to go for such a large position at such an uh, early stage in your college career? I actually have a really funny story behind the whole thing. So I wasn't going to run initially for SGA president because I didn't think that, honestly, I'd be capable of winning at, like you said, like such a young age, especially since we were running of like we were running against upperclassmen, like sophomores, juniors, seniors. I didn't think we had a chance. But um, one day, my vice president, now Paris, had called me and she was like, do you want to help me run? Because she was running and I thought she meant just like, you know, put up posters, tell people, call people, like, I was going to be her hype man. But um, once we got in front of the advisor for SGA, Barbara Mulligan, um, Barbara was like, that I will be president. And I was just like, whoa, what's going on here? But um, it just happened like that. And then thank God for, I mean, thankfully we won. So um, that, like, leap of faith was a good leap. And I'm happy to be here, so. How did it feel to win? And how do you feel like you connected to your community <clears throat> in order to get the votes to be the president at, as a sophomore, you know? It felt really, it was a weird feeling. Like, not that it was like a bad feeling, but I just felt really like proud and really just like all that work that we did. Cause we had like about a week to campaign. So all the stuff that we went into that, like was like worth it at the end of the day. Um, in high school, I actually ran for SJ president, but I ended up losing. So I understood how it felt to lose. So I was like, honestly prepared for like the worst, but being able to come to college and, you know, come out victorious this time it was just like wow like we really did that like they listened to us so now it's time for us to listen to them you know and I feel like also it's a really big deal to point out that you're a commuter correct yes so how is it having to spend so much time on campus as a president but commuting back and forth like I guess every day or the days that you're here yeah so it's definitely been like a big adjustment because last year I mean I was here like six out of the seven days a week but now I'm here like seven out of seven days a week so it's just a big adjustment and just like making sure my time management skills are definitely like improving and just like figuring out like what I can delegate and when I can do it especially you know not living on campus right and I definitely say shout out to commuters for that like you're representing a big part of the campus so like shout out to you being the president of SGA but also as a commuter all right so to change tones a little bit Spring Fest. Oh. Spring Fest is a little event we have on campus at the end of the semester that celebrates a year of failures and successes, um, a bunch of events, and sometimes you bring in performers. Last year we didn't have a performer, but this year, can you talk to me about the process you guys are going through now to veto who might be on our stage? 
So, yeah, so this year, fingers crossed, we're hoping to get an artist to come to perform for our Pleasantville campus. Um, it is a very long and lengthy process that, like, people who aren't, like, really behind the scenes wouldn't really understand. Um, so now we're just in the process of just hearing from, like, the community. Like, that's why we were voted in to hear from, like, the students and stuff. So we're starting off with our genre polls, which actually concluded last night at 11.59. So we have our final um, results from that, and now we're going to work towards seeing... Um, artists that the community would like to see and then going from there it's really just like a a big part of the thing like when it comes to spring fest is just hearing from you because i know that was like issues in the past like students felt like they were not heard when it came to picking the artist but this year we want to make sure that every student's opinion is like heard and matters absolutely so can we ask your opinion who do you want to see at spring fest this year um, I have a lot of people I want to see at spring fest this year but I also want to main, remain realistic and um yeah, just hope for the best. Can't really, I don't want to give up too much, but I'm just hoping that we can bring somebody good and we do you guys proud. I know me personally, my vote's for Sexy Red. Shout out Sexy Red. <laughs> but that concludes our time for today. Thank you very much, Nick. And um, thank you for coming to What's Pleasant. Thank you for having me. College students have strong opinions about their campus dining hall. Universities have a tough job of satisfying their students and accommodating dietary preferences or restrictions. Pace University is no exception. Students shared with Natalie Milanando that their opinions about dining on campus. This fall, the Pace University Pleasantville campus holds around 3,592 students. Whether they're commuters or residents, each of them relies on one dining space, Castle Cafe. Castle Cafe has multiple stations, a sushi bar, walk, Italian station, salad bar, hot buffet, and more. Even though there seems to be a wide variety of food, students express dissatisfaction with the food prices, and students with food sensitivities find limited to no options in the cafeteria. Students Stacy Lusant and Bella Moreira says there is not enough options that goes accordingly to their food restrictions. Do you have any food allergies or dietary restrictions? No allergies, but I'm lactose intolerant. Do you think there is enough dairy-free options in Castle? Um, probably not. Do you have any food allergies or dietary restrictions? Yes, I have celiac or gluten-free. What's your favorite gluten-free product from Castle? Uh, last semester, I don't think there was a lot of gluten-free options, but this semester I've been seeing more. Um, last semester there was basically only gluten-free bread, and this semester I see muffins. My favorite product would probably be the gluten-free bread because I can have a sandwich. Recently, Castle has been making changes in their meal plan and in the past year they have opened new stations, showing students that they are trying to make positive changes. However, neither of those options are enough for lactose or gluten intolerant people. As students Stacy Luzon and Bella Moira say their thoughts. I wouldn't say that they don't care because they do offer um, other alternatives, but um, they're not really too extensive about it I guess. I wouldn't say they don't care because I understand how hard it is to accommodate for food allergies which is why I kind of don't have that meal plan but again I, I think it's hard so I see the options I see the effort of trying to accommodate but it's not as much for like sustainable everyday meals. One of the most criticized services in campus is the meal plan. Students have to pay $5 for water or $6 for gum. Every semester, students complain about the cafeteria prices. However, it seems that the administration is not listening. 
For students with dietary restrictions, it's even worse because not only they're paying a lot of money for their meal plan, but they are not even using it. The student Bella Moreira say her story. Freshman year, I couldn't really eat much at the dining hall. There was only the gluten-free bread, as I've mentioned. Um, so I would end the semester with a lot of balance on my account. So I would end up having to buy food that I could not eat myself. So then I went into the process of trying to get rid of my meal plan for the next semester. This was also a reason why I moved off of campus is because if I can't eat on campus, why would I be here? So I looked for an apartment elsewhere and began the process of canceling my meal plan. I had to go on the PACE website and search you know, how to cancel your meal plan or how to be exempt. In the beginning of October is when I was actually accepted for exemption of meal plan. From students not finding food options to students canceling their meal plan, it seems that Castle Cafe administration should take action now to improve their service. Let's hope that in the future, Castle Cafe not only would lower their prices, but they will add more options for people with dietary restrictions. Reporting from Pace University, I'm Natalie Maldonado. Students from the New York City campus came in busloads to Pleasantville to meet with potential employers. These career fair feature employers from many different fields and offer students internships, part-time, and full-time jobs. Aiden Martinez has more. These career fairs only happen at the Pleasantville campus because of the facilities that this campus has. The Goldstein Fitness Center can host all of the employers in one space, while the NYC campus doesn't have a building to do this. Ellen Kim, a senior from the NYC campus, says what she likes about this opportunity. So this is actually my like second time on the Pleasantville campus, and um, honestly, it was uh, a really great event. Um, I liked meeting all the employers, and I really like that pace. Like, gives us the opportunity to move between campuses and um, kind of enhance our careers in a way. The university chartered buses to bring students from NYC to Pleasantville, but not every student was able to get a spot on these buses. Some had to take alternative routes. Marley Matter. A freshman from NYC who did not get a spot says what her experience was like. Yeah, so we had to take the train instead. Um, we really wanted to go to this career fair just because of the opportunities and, you know, amazing recruiters that we were able to see and talk to. So we just took the train up. These NYC students were determined to come to the career fair and found that the trip upstate was worth it. Diego Estrada, a junior psychology major from NYC, says he found an opportunity to grow his career. Um, it was actually kind of interesting. It was actually very nice to see that there's a lot of people that uh, have some more interest in me. And it was good to see that like there's a lot of internships that fitted that I wanted to do because I am a psychology student. And I'm not going to lie, at first I did have quite a hard time f trying to find uh, certain internships. But I found an internship where I can shadow a therapist just to see what they do and how they do their job. So I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, honestly. Diego is one of many students who met with employers and found potential jobs that they could apply to after the fair. These internships and job opportunities weren't only for NYC students, as the Pleasantville students also showed up in large groups to this fair. Billy Donofrio, a senior IT major from the Pleasantville campus, says he learned a lot about potential career paths. So my experience was I met a lot of employers and I was able to go around, get my resume out, and actually find new job opportunities that I didn't actually know existed before and I was able to um, find things that I could look into when I get home and um, really understand more about where I want to work and what I want to do.
The career fair was an event full of opportunities and experiences for our students in both campuses. The NYC students are more than willing to make the trip to jumpstart their careers and learn how to build their professional network. Reporting from Goldstein Fitness Center, I'm Aiden Martinez. And finally, the MCVA department is back at it again. Work has begun on what is aimed to be the final film of the multi-year trilogy. Gopesh Sridhar has the details. The cameras are rolling. Rolling. The actors are ready. Yeah, that was a good run. And everyone is tapped in. MCVA professor Lou Gorneri and his Art of Moving Camera class have finally begun production of the final MCVA Universe film, and many students are feeling excited. Well, I'm really excited. This is wonderful. I'm so excited. We're going to have a great time. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident, actually. For the past couple of weeks, the class was in pre-production mode. They were preparing shot lists and storyboards, and many have been helping out with set design. Professor Gornary shares how he felt about pre-production. Over the summer, we worked on a script. Um, we did not want to repeat some of the issues with Vanish. Vanish turned out to be a 60-page script. We weren't doing that again, so this one's much more condensed. We have a very lofty goal, which I do think we're going to be changing up a little bit. Um, but we want to have, we wanted the whole thing to be a continuous shot, kind of like Birdman or 1917. You ramble, and then Cammy's just going to be like staring at you, and then that's when you get. Is she like. Yeah, 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 it's it's almost like. She's almost. She's happy to be there, but she's also kind of like politely being like. Now, with production underway, the biggest challenge seems to be how the crew can manage to pull off releasing the film, leaving them just about 10 weeks before the semester ends. Wesley Brown, a crew member, says how he feels about the time crunch. The more we're able to plan in advance, the higher the likelihood it is that we will be able to meet our deadline of the end of the semester. And um, yeah, it just, it just really breaks down to that. Eighteen students and one professor. A lot of hands on deck. Brown also shares with us how he feels about working with his fellow classmates on this huge production. You build a working relationship with people. Um, you know, working with people for a while, like you, you start to um, know what they're thinking about. You start to, uh, um, you know, get on the same wavelength and things just go smoother that way. So the film is currently deep in production and the release date has not been announced yet. But here is what Professor Gornary had to say about the release date of the film. We're all on this journey together. So ultimately, my hope is November for Vanish and either December or January for Untitled Vanish <laughs> Work. Many are eagerly waiting to watch this film and cannot wait to see what lies in store. Reporting from Wilcox Hall, I'm Gopesh Sridhar. That's it for What's Pleasant, a project of the audio storytelling class, and have a great week.